LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hey everybody, I'm Charles Barkley. Welcome to Fear the Walking... I'm just fucking with you. I'm uh, Phoenix West. Welcome to Fear the Walking Dead review. I think that's the name of it. LIW, <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead. Holy shit. I am out of it. I've done a lot of podcasts in the last three days. I've covered most of this season. And then I'm, uh, you know, I did other shows. I did Lord of the Wonderland, or LAW Movie Review, it's called now. Sorry. I did the uh, fucking Edward Scissorhands I did. Anyway, rambling. Holy shit already. Right out the gate. I, I entered this with a ramble. Uh, that's like... Uh, no, I won't go there. All right, fuck it. What am I talking about? Um, anyway, today I watched The Good Man, episode 106 of Fear the Walking Dead. I try to make this a little less awkward and not stumble over my words and say wrong things. Um, this is the season wrap-up. I believe the first season of the original Walking Dead was also six episodes. The only difference is I like those six episodes. Um, that should tell you something. I gotta say, I was more excited for this show, Fear the Walking Dead, than I was for The Walking Dead. And I don't know if that... Because when I, I guess what I was going off is, well, The Walking Dead was pretty good. It's I give it like a 7 out of 10. And by that, I mean the high points are super fucking awesome, but there's so much droll and boring bullshit you got to put up with. It's to just to get to the end to the good stuff, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, maybe they'll fix all that, you know? Maybe they'll... It seems like if they already know what the problems are in the original show, they'll just, you know, fix that for this. And that was not the case it, at all. They made this really boring. Um, uh, so the, this episode starts off with something that The Walking Dead and most zombie things take forever to get to. And this is a sixth episode, which is the end of the first season, but usually the main character's got to go through this little dilemma later on, which is they already have a scene where they have to debate murdering a human being because Andrew... Our soldier, our rapey soldier, dude, he's tied up. And they're torturing him to find out information on Cobalt, where the family is, the uh, where Daniel's wife is, and shit like that. And they're, they're torturing him, and they're like, all right, well, he's, not, he's useless now. He told us where the base is, so we'll just kill him. And they're like, what do we do? What do we kill him? And they have that little debate, and I'm like, already are you going to have this debate? I kind of, it's fine, but it's just caught me off guard. I really have no complaint there. It's just like, whoa, that was quick. Six episodes. Most time, Walking Dead took like two or three seasons to get to that point. Probably two, right? Episode, season two. But um, they do a thing. I want to, if you you get to watch these before you listen to this, obviously. They all start leaving the subdivision, and they're kind of like packing the truck, and, and then uh, Madison's like, um, you know, we should tell our neighbors. They're not even aware what's going to happen. And then uh, Ophelia's like, they didn't help us when they took our family. Fucking, basically. And that was good enough for Madison. Our characters, our main characters, can be talked into pretty much anything with just a little bit of dialogue. They'll be like, you have to kill your son, Nick. And she'll be like, I love my son, Nick. Like, well, he's a smack guy. He's going to ruin it for us. So she's like, I will kill my son, Nick. Like, she's very susceptible to any outside suggestions. She should never go online she should never post a video like or like a show like this, one of my shows. She should never post one because you people tell you like you're stupid, kill yourself, shit like that. Like she would just do it probably. Um, so they all start leaving, and the neighbors are all eating, and you know, and that's fun. 
and they're just like, oh, those people are all going to die because the military is going to come in and kill everybody because Operation Cobalt which doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck do they care? I don't, I don't understand the point of killing them. Right, whatever, fuck it. I think it's just saying they think the virus is going to spread if people are alive, so kill the people in this area, and then the virus can't spread. I think that's what they're going off. Whatever. Um, so they decide to take Andrew with them. Sorry, I'm trying to remember. I don't have this in my notes. They decide to take Andrew with them to the base because he's like, it's like a maze. You're not going to know where to go. So go ahead. I'll take, take me with you, and I'll draw a map. And I was like, dude, you're bad at bargaining. You go, you say this. You, I have to be with you at all times. Otherwise, you're not going to know where to go. I refuse to draw a map. Like, do, do the opposite. Because then you're valuable the entire time. You know what I mean? If you just draw the map, they'll go, okay, bye. And then they kill you. So sustain your life a little longer. Provide meaning. Provide a, uh, something for them, you know? Anything. Be like, hey, I'm a pretty funny guy. I can tell some jokes. Like something to keep for them to keep you alive. And personally, I didn't understand why Daniel wanted to kill him so bad. He just seems like he wanted to kill somebody. He thought that, I guess, Andrew was going to go tell his soldiers and then they would find out. But I don't really think he would have. And you just leave him tied up. Maybe. I don't know. He probably would have been fine. Whatever. Fuck it. They just And then Travis is like, I'm not killing him. I'll take him with me. And then they have a little argument with Andrew and Travis and then they reveal that Travis left him behind and didn't take Andrew with him. Um, and Daniel doesn't like that too much. Um, but then they, they, they show this shot where it's these two soldiers up on a, the uh, lookout tower with their guns and they're having a little conversation while smoking and then Daniel walks over and he, he looks like it, it's like a weird film noir almost or kind of like a uh, singing in the rain moment where he's like like do 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 waltzes in from the side of the frame and they're like civilian step down we don't want to shoot you back up and he's like don't waste the ammo <laughs> and he's like kind of like doing like a twirling I feel like he's gonna do like a, a number and then he's like don't waste your ammo and I look behind it and you see um, I want to say um, safe estimates. 200,000 zombies 45 steps behind him. And I'm like, it's, the, it's basically the million man zombie march. It's, it was so many fucking zombies. It was ridiculous. It just filled up the entire road. You couldn't see anything because there's so many of them. And you just hear that rah, rah, thing going on. But uh, and I was like, Jesus, casually walking with these behind him. Just, you know, just, just waltzing. It's like, ain't no thing, man. Just because you grew up in like, South America or wherever the hell he was from, and there was like a warlord. Doesn't mean you're just a badass around zombies. It's like, it's not a universal badass tool. You can't just like, you can't go fight a volcano. He's not good at everything with badassness. It's, it's so stupid. Anyway, it was a cool scene, I guess, but it didn't mean anything. It just is like, oh, he's just really good. He's really comfortable around those zombies. <laughs> he, fuck, he, he reads it at a higher level than most people do. It's just crazy. Um, the base, you know, starts getting taken over by the zombies, obviously, that he led there. Because if the soldiers that didn't shoot the guns, they probably would have been fine. Like, the zombies would have just kept walking. But no, they did. He, uh, the base gets taken over. The, the female, the uh, military doctor, seems, seems to be so far ahead of everything. She's like, every, every helicopter she sees makes a weird turn. She's like, that's it. They're not coming back. And she's like, what? And Liza's like, what? Why wouldn't they come back? 
She's like, that's what that means. And I was like, that's what that means? Like, they're just turning around, it seems like. She's so on top of it. She seems like the most negative person. She just seems terrible. Um, at this point, Travis, Madison, and all those fucking other characters have showed up into the military base. Um, they sneak in. They leave Chris and Alicia, but with a car. And because of the two worst characters, we have to sit there and watch them fuck around. And then military guys show up and steal the truck from them after they tried to rape, basically, Alicia and beat the shit out of Chris, which I was a fan of. I didn't want to see her get raped. I would never advocate that. But if, you know, if you got to rape somebody, I guess it would be her, right? But uh, I, I did this thing where I, I, I complained about this in previous shows of this, of this show, which is do not make the military guys so animalistic that they're like, the worst pieces of shit to ever exist. Like, they're all three of these guys are like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, okay, they have families. And they're like, wait, you want to take, take go with this girl? I'm like, they're now they're rapists? Like, what's, like, what the, like, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, maybe one half of one half of a percent of military dudes would just turn, I mean, you see it in Afghanistan shit, like, where they just turn into rapists after, but that's after they're there for years, not three weeks into the apocalypse. Fucking, Jesus Christ, slow down, like, how how hard of a life have these guys had? And the one guy said earlier, like, half these are just kids. They don't know what they're doing. They're scared shitless. And now they're just full-fledged rapists, really delving into the rape subculture. They're really getting a head start here in the rape category. And they have, like, a merit badge for that in the military? I don't know. Fucking stupid. Uh, I just hate the rapey military guy. It happens all the time. It happens in a Dawn of the Dead remake. He's not a, he's not a military guy, but he's, he's like the... Uh, the security guy at the ho- at the uh, mall. I almost said hotel. That, that, Dawn of the Dead's at a hotel, right? Um, fucking, anyway, moving on. Uh, they get the truck stake taken away, is what I'm trying to say. Um, at, chaos is happening. Liza's outside. She's debating what the fuck to do. Um, it's the zombies attacking everybody. The, soldiers, the soldier gets bit, and he's wandering around, and he's, like, going to get on the helicopter. And then it's so obvious what's going to happen. Because it happens all the time. It's a Dawn of the Dead reference where he's stumbling around the guy and then he, he's walking by the helicopter and I'm like, oh, there we go. He's going he's gonna to hit the blade. And sure enough, walks into the blade because he's so delirious because he lost all his blood and his head explodes and his blood and Liza's like, ew, ickies. And I was like, I love Liza, the, the actress that plays her, by the way. I have nothing but good things to say about her. Um, but I just was like, oh, that's so obvious and stupid. And it cuts back to, um, if you listen to the last episode, you heard my flawless impression of uh, Coleman Domingo, Victor Stan character. Strand? Victor Strand, yes. He seems hyper-aware and military-trained. But he seem, but I think they say he's a salesman. But, and I'm like, he's so good at everything. They start escaping because he has a key. Somehow Nick got it off him. I didn't understand that. That was dumb. and went nowhere. That was, that in, enraged me when I saw that Nick stole his key. And I'm like... This guy's so fucking great and smart, swarmy, and like he's like a business dude, and he's slick, and he seems like a con man kind of. There's no fucking way, Nick the junkie who's sweating. I know that he's a street guy, and he's like used to scoring, and maybe he steals to get drugs, but like that's not gonna outsmart and out 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 crime this dude. They're setting this guy up as such a badass and such a smart, smooth dude that when you have our junkie character lift a key off him somehow without showing it, it makes me go, oh, 
the the smooth slick guy from before is now fucking stupid and terrible at his job. I don't trust him at all now. That's all it made me do. You know what I mean? It didn't make me go, "Wow, Nick is slick." It made me go, "The slick character is a piece of shit, and nobody's slick because he's a junkie. The one guy's a junkie. It doesn't fucking matter. He just stole everything away that you gave to me. Show, thank you." Am I nitpicking? I don't. I don't care. It bothered me. It really did. Um. But he's the devil dude. Seems by that I mean Victor Strand. He seems like the devil. He has the devil facial hair. He t- he talks like he's not from this time. He talks like he's dubbed over from a Chinese movie, like some, one of those martial arts f- floating wire movies, you know. But he's he seems like he's hyper aware of everything, and I'm like, is he just Nick's hallucinations from his withdrawals from heroin? Is that what's going on here? And I think if they reveal that in season two, I won't be surprised at all. It's on record right now that I called it. And if I, I don't imagine it would because the other characters talk to him later. But, but it really was like, it because he has the key. And I'm like, well, how could he get the key off that guy? That guy's like a slick, smooth dude. Like a, like a real, really knows what's going on kind of guy. He's the only black character not to die already. He, which means he's one for four. One... One out of four of our black characters have survived. I think that's it was like an apology character. Stop trying to trying to make the show racist, people. I love this show because every time I bring up race, I end up like defending it. But I don't ever do that in any other show. I'm just doing it in this one. It's just fun for me. So that's what's going on there. So enjoy that. Anyway, they. I don't know. Maybe he's hallucinating him. He's not really real. That's what I got the feeling of. It doesn't make any sense though. Um, Let's see here. Nick stuck with zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. My notes are really... I try to make, like, really shorthand notes. So they're really hard for me to read later on because I watched two episodes of this and then Fargo, like I said. Kind of hard to comprehend sometimes. Uh, Nick gets stuck on the other side of this door from his mom, and they do, like, a Halloween H2O thing when there's, like, Josh Hartnett and Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, stick their hands up, do the prison love thing, and he's just like, go. Like, just Go. And I was like, oh, Nick, you martyr. You did it. I didn't want you to do it, but you found a way into my heart, Nicholas. You found a way. I don't care if you or your family dies, but God damn it, you make me feel. I don't care. It was a cool scene. Like, he was stuck there, and the zombies are coming, and then he's, like, look, pointing behind her, and she's like, the zombies are coming over there, too. And I'm like, okay, they all die. That's fine. This is what happens to this show. It's once it's a one-off season or show. It's the series and season finale of the the first season. I would not really have a problem with that at all. I would have just been like, okay, that happened. But um, you know, Liza shows up and unlocks the door. But they uh they start walking through the base and they see a kitchen. They go in there and they get attacked by zombies. And it, this is actually a cool scene. It was fun. This whole everything in the base was fine. I really had no problem with it. It was except for the fucking Victor Strand shit. But um, I liked it. They, for some reason, every character had a pair of bolt cutters, and they beat zombies in the head with it. And I'm like, where the fuck are they getting all these bolt cutters? Was there like a, a lockup just for bolt cutters with, in the armory? If so, just grab the guns. Cause, or, or something, like a bat or a, like a softball league at the army base. I don't know. Like a fucking a billy club, a, a piece of wood. A bolt cutter is so cumbersome. It's you got to hold it with two hands. You can't do it one hand because it'll just unfold. It's like scissors, giant scissors in your hand. 
unless you do the swing down, but you have to use both hands, like I said. So you can't carry anything, including a child, if you have a loved one or a loved one that's injured. You can't help them. You have to swing down and hope you hit him with the metal part. I mean, it's only a pound or so of metal in the end of those things. It doesn't weigh much. Like, it's good at force and pressure, but because there's metal going through the handles, that's why it weighs so much. But when you just hit them like that, it does not much of that weight goes into their head. So they had to do like six or seven swings. I, I have I thoroughly explained the weight distribution of bolt cutters. I think I have, but it just seems like a really bulky, stupid object to carry. I'm like, it's good if you're clipping humans; you can start clipping some throats. But zombies, you clip a throat, and they're still going to come at you. Like I like I explained before, zombies don't make sense. In episode five, I think I did. Um, anyway, they they find the doctor later, the the military doctor, and she's fucking lost it. She had to put down all of her patients with the the oxygen tank thing, the cow gun, whatever that's called. And uh, they do a thing where it's a movie trope. I don't know if it's a trope, but it's a I see it a lot in movies. It, well, I guess it is a trope. It's the uh, if you don't see it, it didn't happen, or not necessarily. You know what I mean? The because uh, it looks like they try to bring her with him with the group, and, and then uh, Madison's like, you know what? Just leave her, Liza. She's lost it because she's she's lost the war. She's had to put on all of her patience. I was never sure which side she was on, if she was evil or not. I don't know. She seemed like she knew too much to not be evil at that point. Or and by evil, I mean you know on the military's plan of just killing all the hum- all the people in this area. That's kind of evil. But it, it, she, she pulls out a gun, a handgun, and you're like, oh, she's going to shoot herself. And you, they don't, you don't see it. It cuts away to outside where all the characters walk out. And you don't hear a gunshot. And I'm like, oh, she didn't do it. She's still alive. It's, it's, that's what it means in a movie. It's the same thing if, if a character's like early on in a movie. Like, um, oh, here's a good example. Face Off. He, in the, early in the movie, John Travolta... When, he, when he's Nick Cage, the bad guy, as John Travolta, he hands his daughter a switchblade knife, like a butterfly blade or whatever the hell's they're called. And he's like, you know, you ever get attacked, you jam this in the guy's thigh and turn it so the wound won't close. And then, sure enough, at, later on, she has to use that same weapon and the same same thing on her on him. And you're like, oh, obviously that's going to make a comeback. But it happens so much in movies, you probably don't even realize it. If they If you see a character get handed something and they don't use it right away... They're going to use it later, pretty much. And if they don't, well, why show that scene? That's what it basically what it boils down to. Um, where am I here? The uh, Andrew, the soldier, shows up once they're all in the garage looking for the car. They find they meet up with Chris and Alicia, the two shit characters, the two shit characters who have to stay in a, a hot ass garage for the whole episode. That's it. I can't stress enough. They know their shit characters. We know their shit characters. Please kill these characters so I don't have to keep watching them. They're not interesting. They haven't put any amount of ex- explaining who they are as people. The, the one girl they killed her, Alicia, they killed her fucking boyfriend. Pretty much. She doesn't even know if he's dead or not. She has not mentioned him since, since episode three. She doesn't appear to care anymore. Um... So, they're, they all meet up, and then the military guy shows up, Andrew, and he shoots Ophelia instead of Daniel. 
he's all you know mad about his arm, and he raises the gun to Daniel, and he's like, uh, and then turns it and shoots Ophelia. I'm like, dude, you were still boning her. Like, why do you have to shoot her? The guy who tortured you was right there. And if anything, shoot him, then shoot her. You know what I mean? Makes sense, right? Oh my god, terrible. But he shoots her. He shoots Ophelia. It's a really weird scene. Because Travis feels guilty about letting him go because he, he was wrong in this situation. Apparently. He shouldn't he couldn't have known that, obviously. But he Andrew shoots Ophelia and then Travis jumps him and beats the shit out of him. And then Madison's like, just let him go. Just let him go. And I was like, okay, whatever. He looks like uh that scene in Irreversible. I think I talked about it before in the show. It's they beat him in the head with a fire extinguisher and there's just nothingness left. He's just punching pavement, it looks like. But his face looks like his nose is gone. It's fucked up. He, he hit him a thousand times. And I'm fine with that. But then he gets up and walks out of his truck and he's sitting there like holding his fist and they're shaking. And they don't really show Ophelia again in that scene. And nobody really seems to be reacting to the friend of theirs who just got shot. And I don't, they don't show where she got shot. I thought she was dead. The show does a thing where they just don't explain to you what's happening, why you should be caring about these characters. And I was like, is she, so she's just dead? And Daniel's just like, anyway, what's going on? What are we doing? I lost my wife, and that really upset me. After that, I shut off. I don't care. And I was like, fucking explain some shit. But then they, uh, um, they show the, they're driving around, sorry. They're, they're driving to, because um, they met up with, uh, what's his name, the devil dude, Victor Strand, who got his cufflinks back off the soldier, and they had to find a new ride because the soldier was his ride. Um, him and Nick are together. But they met up with a group, and then they're all going back to his, pl- his place on the beach. And then they're sort of all driving around. And then um, they're showing L.A., like the wide shots of L.A., and there's like three or four zombies walking around. And I'm like, this is one of the biggest metropolises on the planet, but, or in the country, but it's also you know in the top 20 or 10 or something on the planet. I realize there's a lot of like huge cities, a ton of people in Asia and places like that. But I mean like, there is so there are so many fucking people in LA. So many. Like like Brad Pitt. Um, you know, the the guy from the Geico commercials, the caveman. Um let's see here. I'm sure Flo lives there. So we're sticking with uh, car insurance commercials. I, I I probably shouldn't list everybody in LA, that might take a while. Um, but I feel like Elizabeth Banks probably lives there. Like um I used to live there, but I don't anymore. But you know what I mean. A lot of people. This is my fucking point. I won't go one by one. But I realize that's why they shot. They t- did that military plot line where the military went out and shot everybody. And there's 12 zones. And anyone not in the zone, they just killed. And I'm like, that's why they did it. So they don't have to do the CGI or pay to have the actors show up in costume. And I'm like, if you're going to set your show in L.A., be prepared to have... Just 10,000 zombies on hand, which is, I realize, a large tab. It's a big expense. But don't set your fucking show in Los Angeles then. Your zombie show can't be set in L.A. if you're not willing to show an L.A. amount of zombies, you fucking idiots. I... Holy shit, I'm mad. I, I really got fucking mad. I'm like, that's why... That's the only reason they had the military do what they did. Is because... So... They come to arrest me for the producers of AMC. They're showing up. That's the only reason they had the military do that. You realize, right? 
It was so that they didn't have to show a ton of zombies later on. And I was so fucking mad. Like, oh my god, you lazy pieces of shit. They're, doing, they're trying to do such a cheap, lazy job. That's like the name of the game here. Make this as cheap as possible. If it sucks, we'll go, hey, we didn't have any money. And if it's good, we'll be like, oh, well, but up the budget tenfold for season two. Like, Dawn of the... Or, um, Fear the Walking... Or just the Walking Dead did. Holy shit, I'm so flustered. Ugh. So uh, they get back to the devil's house. He's got a power grip. He's got his own generator, which blew Nick's mind, his junky mind. Could not handle that shit. They revealed that Ophelia was a shot in the shoulder, which is really terrible soldiering on Andrew's part. Like, how do you fuck up that bad? He was so hasty with a shot. Which is funny, because his name almost is Hasty. The actor, Sean Hatosi, which has the same letters as Hasty, with an L. Anyway, Daniel and Ophelia... Like, glitch into the living room. There's a weird little glitch there, I noticed. Not sure if they meant to do that. Um, too much time left. Must be, oh, yeah. Sorry, my notes are, again, are scattered. They, uh, I realized they were all like, oh, we're back here, and we're eating, we're having a couple beers. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm watching this on a media player, which might explain the glitch. But I look down, and I go, there's eight minutes and 39 seconds left. There is too much time for a happy ending. Victor Strand must be evil. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like... It's like a... I don't know, I'm getting spoilers, but season two of uh, American Horror Story, where she gets back to this guy's house, and she's like, oh, finally, everything's fine. And you're like, look at the clock, and you're like, oh, no. There's... Something's going to happen. And then, sure enough, something horrible happens. So that's what the gut feeling I got here was... There's eight and a half minutes left. Like, this can't just... What's this sit around for? But then again, I did see the season of The Walking Dead where they sat around on a farm for episode after episode and looked for a little girl. Holy shit. So maybe... I don't know. Um, um, at this point, Victor really started to remind me of the devil from The Walking Dead. Or what? The, why do I keep saying that? The devil from The Stand, the Stephen King thing. I forget his name in that. Um, I, uh, it escapes me at the top of my head. But he just reminds me of him. He's like, but in that way, he's got—he's like a cowboy kind of dude. But he just kind of talks the same way, though. He just talks in old colloquiums, and he just says weird shit that you're just like, what? he's trying to act too professional for the thing. And he yeah, I gotta, I'm not gonna stay here. We have to. Nobody can stay here. Actually, we got to get going. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then Nick, Nick's like, where's Abigail? Who's Abigail? Then Victor's like, check out this. It makes him look through a, um, those little, I guess it's like, uh, you know, if you're at like a tourist place, it's a telescope basically, but it looks like those tourist ones where you put a quarter in and you have to sit there and look and it's really awkward and there's germs all over it because it's strangers have touched it all day. It's one of those. But he's just like looking and he's looking at his cruise liner ship and it's on the ocean way out, a couple miles in the ocean probably, maybe a mile. And he goes, that right there is Abigail. I'm like, okay, makes sense, I guess. I guess that's where you could live. I don't know how long you could live on a ship like that without having to maintain it, you know? I don't know much about shipping or ships or the ocean. I don't know. Um, they revealed that Liza was bitten while escaping. And I say bitten because she lifts up her shirt, and I'm like, that's a scratch. She got scratched? Okay, that's fine. If that's what they're doing, that's fine. I really don't have a problem with that. 
You know how they're always like, you know, this, the blood gets in your eyes or you get bitten or scratched. That's how you get the zombie virus. Okay, well, they change their minds a lot about the blood in the eyes thing because sometimes they're soaked in zombie blood and they don't get infected, but whatever. And then, but Madison goes, she got bit when Travis finds out. Because Liza goes, hey, don't let Travis shoot me. He'll be ruined. He'll be ruined. Like, Travis can't do that. And then immediately Travis finds out, of course. And then he just kind of takes over and he's like, all right, I'll shoot her. You know, not a big deal. That's not really what he says, but <laughs> that's what it felt like. He just kind of goes, all right. And he goes, do I really have to do this? And Liza's like, well, I've seen people turn and it's 100% of the time. If you're bitten, you turn. And that's all he needed. Like I said, these characters can be talked into anything with just the smallest amount of, of push toward it. So um, he shoots Liza and they show the kids uh, talking, these two shit characters talking, and then they all run off and they all meet up there. He shoots Liza and then apparently he just walks forever because they pull away and they show where they are on the side of, on the beach. And Liza's over here where the you know she got shot. And then way down on the beach are um, Madison and Travis. And it looks like, and you, if you watch, if you look at where they had to walk, it was so far. They had to walk way down because it's down a cliff. They're on the cliff side when they shoot her, and he's down there on the beach at the very end. I'm like, he just kept walking and walking. And it was like 30 seconds later because the kids are just getting there. I was like, oh, whatever, okay. And then the, the camera keeps pulling back. This is the end of the show, guys. I won't keep it longer. They pull back, and then they go over the ocean, and I'm like, and it goes over the ocean so slowly, so slowly. And I'm like, oh, no, zombie sharks. Here we go. Oh, credits. No, okay. I guess we're not doing that. And that's the end of the season. He shot his ex-wife. The two-family thing is gone. No more. And the episode's titled The Good Man. And I'm like, there's no John Goodman. Who's the good man? Who the fuck are they talking about? Is he the good man because he had to shoot his goddamn wife? Is he the good man because he didn't kill Andrew? And that, that bit him in the ass. Who's the good man? I don't, I don't get it. I, I got a feeling it has to be Travis. He's our main character, right? But he... I don't need to be told he's a good man. If I've, I've, I honestly think he is a good man. I think he's weak sometimes. Like he needs to make harder decisions. He doesn't know that yet. That's fine. Whatever. But the good man is just a boring thing to say about him. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, um, that's the end of the the season. So I'll, I'll see you guys again when The Walking Dead starts, and that's in three days from now, I believe. Today's the eighth. And Walking Dead drops on October 11th, 2015. It's season six, I want to say. I really got to brush up on the seasons before we start the show, before I start reviewing it. It's going to be kind of rough. So I'm going to be watching this at like a... Because I, I watched it, the show as it came out. I didn't do the Netflix thing and catch up. I watched it as it unfolded. So I kind of just forget because it's been a while since I've watched it. And you kind of forget where they are because it's kind of the same thing over and over and over. And I read the comics too, so it's... I really don't know where they are sometimes. Because they're like, in the comic, they're here, but now they're here. They're supposed to be there. And that Is that place this place? Oh, who's this? And this character is this peop these people combined. Anyway, um, check out loiteringinwonderland.com. Loiteringinwonderland.com. Check out all of our shows. Go, go buy a t-shirt from us. We sell t-shirts. We also sell my books on there. Five bucks a pop. Digital copies. Go to Amazon. Five bucks a pop. Get them for your Kindle. Um, subscribe to our shows, iTunes, mm, I almost said Netflix, we're not Netflix yet, yet, 
You'll buy a T-shirt, so we'll get cameras, and we'll go on Netflix. Fuck yeah. Um, anyway, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube is what I meant to say. Go subscribe there. Share it. Tell your friends. That's how we grow. These shows are fun. They're interactive. If you want to send emails to loiteringwonderland at gmail.com, loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. It's in the name of the show, at gmail.com, blah, blah, blah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's either Loitering Wonderland or LIW Podcast. Figure it out. Anyway, um, until next season for this show, I'll see you then. But I will see you for The Walking Dead, because this is a dual-purpose show. That's why fear is in parentheses. So tell your friends if you like this show. Or if you hate them, and then you hate your friends. I don't, I don't know. Whatever you do, whatever you feel, let me know. Thanks, guys. Bye.